Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Virtual GM Podcast brought to you by Vibrant Management. We're your hosts, Spencer Halford and Cody Aiden, here to empower hotel owners and GMs with the latest strategies, tips, and insights from the hospitality industry. Whether you're running a hotel, a boutique hotel, or an independent property, our podcast is designed to help you elevate your game and revolutionize your property. Remember, for more resources and information, visit our website, www.thevibrantteam.com. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, on this episode of the Virtual GM Podcast, we go over seven essential ways to optimize your hotel guest experience. We've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about the back-end work of running a hotel. We're switching gears today and talking a little bit about the front-end. You're going to want to stay tuned for all seven tips. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Virtual GM Podcast brought to you by Viber Management. My name is Spencer Halford and we are flying solo today. Poor Cody is actually flying today, and uh, that man has had a rough weekend. God bless him. Uh, So if you are tuning into this and know the man, uh, maybe send some thoughts his way or whatever entity you worship, maybe ask them for some love to be sent to Cody. He is a big Denver Nuggets fan, and Breck, our founder and president, excuse me, our founder and CEO, flew Cody to Denver for a Nuggets game. They are competing in the NBA Finals right now. It's the first time they've been there. I, it might be ever. I don't know. Admittedly, I'm not a big enough basketball fan to know. But I do know that the Nuggets have historically walloped my jazz. Uh, so anyways, it actually was was really interesting. They flew there. And uh, Denver is the first seed. Miami, who they're playing, is the eighth seed. And Miami beat them and man i don't know if you watched the game the last like four minutes were a nail biter denver had a chance to win it missed a game winning uh or excuse me game tying buzzer beater uh but they were coming back really well in fact they were down 12 one point so cody's been having a hard day and to make it harder the man got stuck on a plane in denver there's two things that are terrible one being stuck on a plane and two being in the denver airport and he had to do both of them so poor man we're sending good things his way um, if you are new to us, the Virtual GM Podcast is brought to you by Viber Management and sponsored by Sean Cannell. Uh, <laughs> not really. That's just a joke. We'll have him on one day. Um, back in the day when Cody and I used to record on our iPhones, we found a lot of hoteliers and GMs really enjoyed the videos or the podcast where we would just simply share how-tos or ways that you can Uh, tips and tricks videos. And so we wanted to come back and give a throwback to one of these videos. And so we've been talking to different hoteliers um, and different GMs and asking, what do you want to hear about? And the common denominator seems to be the guest experience. And we've always had a careful attention to the guest experience. We have a unique experience on the management side where we're often talking about finances or management uh, the ads, the brand, things like that, the kind of the behind the scenes stuff. And I think oftentimes, um, we don't remember the front of the house stuff. And so today we'd like to go over seven ways that you can optimize your guest experience for your independent hotel or your boutique property. And I have them written down here on my phone. So if you're watching on YouTube, kindly excuse me looking down at my phone and reading through these, but 
you're listening to the podcast, it's going to make no difference to you. Okay. So, um, we have seven of these here. Um, by the way, if you ever have anything that you want to hear about, email me spencer at the vibrant team.com tip number one is to offer a personalized greeting. Um, now this can take a lot of different forms depending on how your hotel or property is set up. And I want to go over just a few of those. Um, so number one, when we went to the Sweetwater branch in, in Gainesville, Florida, the owner and the staff had taken time. In fact, I still have the card. They had written down on a card. Welcome to Sweetwater. We hope you enjoy your stay signed the team and it was handwritten. You could like smudge the ink even if you want. Now, granted we were coming there as their management company, but that's just something that they did. In fact, they also had curated some local, uh, baked goods for us. Like they had some cookies. I think there was like a, a cupcake and it was just a whole nother level of hospitality that I will never forget. And that was just one of the experiences there. And that was something that happened just dragging my luggage into the room was there was a nice card there. Now this doesn't mean that you have to go out and like add a budget line item for cookies or for cards, right? That's just one way that you can implement this. We do this an entirely different way at a property we manage called the dwellings. We run that one through our service, which is also named by our podcast, virtual GM. So we will send personalized greetings through text and we will personalize every single text message to the guest throughout the entirety of their stay. But before they check in, they'll get a text that addresses them by name. It references like their party size and it will tell them how to get into their room. And we personalize it one step further. Usually the door code is the last four digits of their cell phone number. Now all of this involves like a lot of workflows and automation that's set up in the back office, right? Which is what we've been talking about. But even something that is so simple as sharing their name, we're excited to welcome you, thanks for staying, goes a long way. So number one, have some type of personalized greeting. Um, This brings to mind if I was, I talked to the Comfort Inn that was somewhere in Nashville, I can't remember the city, and they were trying to differentiate themselves from the Hampton that was across the street. This is absolutely something that I would do. I know for a fact that Hampton is not doing that unless the president of the United States is going to stay there. And I promise that he's not. Uh, So this would actually be a great thing if you're a soft flag, a hard flag, or if you're just an independent hotel looking to add to the guest experience and wanting to add more uh, reviews to your TripAdvisor or your Google reviews, that's a really easy way and a low barrier to entry. You can pay someone to do that very, very quickly. Okay. uh, Tip number two is some type of welcome item. So I talked about how at Sweetwater they had cookies or uh, some cupcakes or uh, muffins or I, I can't remember exactly what it was. I know cookies for sure. They were delicious. But uh, the Double Tree, which is a Hilton brand, they offer like a warmed, heated cookie, right? And it's kind of famous inside of the Hilton brand and, and especially hospitality. In fact, even on this podcast, Cody asked me after one of my stays to a Double Tree if I got the cookie. So it's just known in hospitality that there's this welcome gift that's waiting for me, right? Does anyone remember flying Frontier Airlines back in the good old days? They'd bring that warm trolley down the aisle and have those cookies. You guys know what I'm talking about? So good, right? Have some type of welcome item. A lot of hotels don't do this and especially independent hotels. It doesn't mean you have to, but if you can do this entire formula in order, you're going to have happy guests and they're going to be lifers with you. They'll be sneezers and they will stick around with you for a lifetime. So some great examples of what this could be. 
That could be like a cold water bottle, a cold or a hot towel, some type of snack. Um, the, I can't remember what flag it is. It's not true. There's a Hilton brand and it gives uh, an alcoholic beverage on check-in and it's during like a happy hour. So you can go and you can get like a Michelob Ultra um, or a, maybe a Stella or uh, maybe like a, a glass of $20 wine, right? Um, but you get two of those at check-in just as part of the happy hour. And they have like a spread with some bread and cheese and butter, um, rolls, maybe some lunch meats. And that was a really cool welcome reception. I stayed at one of these hotels. I, I, it might be a home too. I, I Don't fact check me on that. I'm almost positive it's a home too, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. They're like this really nice welcome spread. Again, you do not have to go buy like a Chuckarama style buffet if you're a hotel. But having something that people can choose from, even if it's a package of those tiny Oreos or some Tootsie Rolls that people can buy or uh, grab on the way out, mints, whatever, give someone something to take with them and get those flavor profiles going. Get that another sense moving and grooving. Uh, tip number three is just like some type of thoughtful gesture. So if there's something in the room, um, now this is something that's usually like by request. Like I traveled with my girlfriend to Kona, Hawaii, and uh, we ended up staying in Hilo at a double tree. And I asked them to put a bottle of champagne in the room and they did it. And it was just like a nice surprise. They had a card there written for me. They used my exact words. It was her birthday. So they helped me get some balloons and some flowers, right? And that was just them going above and beyond. Um, I also stayed at a curio in Portland, the Porter. It was a great hotel. Um, they were able to help me with similar requests. They helped with the champagne. In fact, uh, they brought the champagne and then comped the champagne, which was such a cool, like an unexpected delight for us. There's no reason that they should have comped the champagne. And they absolutely did, which was so nice of them. Um, so just some type of thoughtful gesture that makes you close the hotel door and say, man, these guys are awesome. What a cool place to stay. If you can provide an experience like that, that just like maybe tugs at one heartstring, that's such a win compared to the crap hole motel that's down the street that they could have chosen before you. Okay. Number four, uh, have some type of efficient check-in process. I cannot stress this enough. This reminds me of an experience that I had at the hotel pen in New York city to right across the street from Madison square garden. It's arguably one of the most historic hotels in America completely dropped the ball on check-in. In fact, that hotel fumbled the bag so bad on the check-in process and a lot of other things, just while I'm thinking about it, that that hotel is entirely defunct and out of business now. And it's sad because it's actually really a very historic property. Um, but I went there, stood in line. There were two different groups in front of me, uh, both couples, right? So four total people in front of me. There are six different reservation agents, maybe seven. And it is taking them forever to get through. And I don't just mean like it took 10 minutes forever. I'm talking about probably two hours forever. It was absolutely ridiculous. By the time I made it to the desk, I, I figured out what the problem was. They had reservations that were written down on like those old school recipe cards or flash cards from when we were kids studying math. Brutal. 
So they had to thumb through all of those, find the uh, reservation name, find the person, find the room, uh, find the rate, um, get, find the key. The key wasn't with the card, um, and it was like a, a brass key. So the efficiency of this was terrible. Now, this might be an extreme example, but we recently met with a hotel that's in the Zion Canyon. I will not say names. I kid you not, it is an 11, maybe a 12-room property, and they are doing nearly the same thing. All the codes are done by hand. The reservations are tallied by hand. The finances done by hand. There is no automation. And so if you're a hotelier that's listening to this and is curious about any level of automation, even just entry-level automation that you can do for free, I would encourage you to just jump on YouTube and watch any of our other podcasts or email me spencer at the vibrant team.com or just dm me on linkedin i'm happy to do like a screen share with you show you some really easy entry level technologies and get those set up for you it's such a, a huge convenience on the consumer side because it just efficiently gets you into the room that that was a bummer because i had just traveled from utah to new york city and i wanted to be out and seeing the city and having a new york pizza and a hot dog and going down to central park or whatever right and I was stuck in line at this this check-in. I have better things to do than stand in line for two hours at the check-in. So tip number four, have an efficient check-in process. Tip number five is be able to provide some level of local insight or expertise. And you do this through a couple ways. Number one, just hire educated people. Usually people that are tenured in the area are also going to be very good about sharing it. So if someone's lived in the area for 10 15, 20 years, they're going to be really awesome and have good, knowledgeable recommendations on hikes, areas to eat, attractions, places to go. Um, if you can provide that at either like a concierge level, a front desk level, or just someone over the phone, that is a huge win. Um, just even to that point, I did love my stay at the Porter. It was amazing, but this is a hospitality podcast. And so just in true fashion, I did call the hotel and said, I'm coming here. What are some cool things that I can do that will help us have a better experience? And they could not give me any recommendation. And so I thought, okay, well, no problem. That was probably just that person. So I called back a day later, got a new person, and there was still no recommendation. As a matter of fact, the day we flew in, again, I love this hotel. I'm not trying to speak ill of them, right? The day that we flew in, there was it was Memorial Day weekend, and uh, there was a fireworks show happening on one of the bridges. Uh, and it, it, I think there's four bridges that go over Portland. It might be five. Anyways, they had shut down the bridges to go from the side of the airport over into the downtown of Portland. And our navigation system was freaking out because it tried all these bridges and we weren't able to get across. And so we called the porter and we're like, hey, how do we get over? We just flew in. Is there Are there bridges that are open? And they just said, no, actually all the bridges are closed. You're going to have to wait for the fireworks to end and have some time for them to clean up afterwards. Hey guys, thanks for sticking with us on this episode of the Virtual GM Podcast. We're passionate about sharing our latest strategies and trends to help you make your hotel the best it can be. For more resources and to stay connected with our vibrant community, 
don't forget to visit us at thevibrantteam.com. Before we continue with the second half of this episode, here's a quick action you can take to transform your property. Book a free consultation with us at www.thevibrantteam.com and on our homepage, there is a book consult button. Click that, schedule a time to chat with me and let's learn how we can elevate your hotel together. Stay tuned for more insightful discussions in the second half of our episode. And we hung up the phone and just laughed so hard because we're like, there's no way that's correct, right? Like what city in America shuts down all their main ways to get from one side of the city to the other that that can't happen like what if there's an emergency right so that's just someone who was ill-informed and and they probably should have just like put us on hold and gone and asked someone like hey what bridges are open right but it immediately discredited discredited their knowledge of the area and so train your staff to be able to give educated and informed answers and if they don't know then I don't know is the right answer. I can't stress that enough. I don't know is the right answer a lot of times. If you don't know, go ask someone for help or put me on hold or go find the right answer. I don't know. I can call you back in five minutes when I find out. So some of this is about training. The other part of this is maybe having some uh, literature or some collateral about things to do in the area. Perhaps you're partnered with like a local vineyard or a brew pub. Um, you are sponsoring live music at your property. Uh, there is a great walking trail nearby. There's a beautiful botanical gardens. All these are things that usually get swept under the rug for amusement parks, national parks, um, large areas of interest, lakes, rivers, things like that. If you can provide someone the experience of a local they're really going to love it because they're going to travel. They're not traveling to be uh, a tourist. They're traveling to travel. They want to experience life through another lens. So if you can provide them all those things, whether it's someone very knowledgeable or some type of handout or both, it's going to be a giant win for you and your property. So that's uh, tip number five. Have someone who's knowledgeable with some local recommendations or insights or just be able to provide those local recommendations or insights. Okay, tip number six is probably the most obvious, but I feel like it's the one that gets swept under the rug the most. Tip number six is to have warm and inviting decor. Uh, How many of you have ever gone and stayed somewhere and you've walked into the room and maybe you smell it and it smells like a pea trap or you uh, go in and there's like stains on the bed. I've had that. Um, Things are broken the wall art is like someone just dumped a couple buckets of paint on there. Hopefully no one who's listening to this is, is guilty of having a property like this. And if you are, the accountability mirror is right here. And this is a good opportunity to take a look. Um, warm and inviting decor is like what that guest is living in for whatever period of time they're there. So if someone's there for four days, They have to be in that environment for four days. And so if you can create something that is awesome for them, they're going to remember it. If you've got a nice bed, a good frame, the TV works, the remote works, it's not a tube TV or dated in any way. The Wi-Fi works great. The uh, scenery is good or not, maybe not the scenery, but like the art is good. That was one thing that the Porter killed it at. They had these really amazing vintage photographs of all the bridges inside of Portland on every floor. It was a different photo. And then I think our room probably had four different photos, maybe less. Now that I think about it, probably like 
two or three. Still, though, they had so much that was paying homage to the city. And there must have been a bridge theme because now that I look back on it, I'm like, okay, it was all bridges. But still cool. Like there's so many bridges there and some of them slide up. Um, Some of them have like, they look like mini Golden Gate bridges, right? I mean, it's a cool city. And they did such a good job with the interior design of that property that we never felt uncomfortable in that room, not even once. In fact, that hotel went above and beyond with a turnover service every day. I'm not recommending that, but it was an amazing little add-on that I really haven't gotten anywhere else. In fact, I just stayed at a uh, a True in Lehigh, Utah, just over the weekend. And uh, one thing that we noticed is we left the room and then came back and there had not been a turnover service. And so uh, <laughs> the comment was made, oh man, they didn't, they didn't do the turnover. And I just thought, wow, like we had the turnover once and we loved it so much that that became the benchmark of, of what we have come to expect. Now doing a turnover is expensive. And unless you're charging like Waldorf Astoria rates, I don't, I'm not saying I recommend it, but it did play into that warm and inviting atmosphere in that four diamond space. And it was absolutely amazing. They absolutely killed it on every level. All right. Tip number seven. This is the last tip. Um, would just be to have some type of farewell and then a follow-up. Um, now this doesn't mean like your whole staff goes and stands out front, kind of like grandma and grandpa and waves to you as you depart, but some type of farewell, we do this through our automation. So we'll send a text that says, we know you're checking out today. We really hope you enjoyed your stay. If you have any questions or feedback, you can text us or call us at any time. There's some things to do that are on your way out. Here's some uh, information about the airports. So something like for the St. George airport, maybe Vegas. Salt Lake is a ways away, but you could provide Salt Lake, right? That That's relevant for us. If you're in Florida, you could provide like Miami or uh, Fort Lauderdale or uh, I don't know, whatever else is around, right? But just some type of farewell, something that says we acknowledge that you're leaving. We hope you enjoyed your stay with us. Here's some helpful information. Um, now they can reply to that if they want, but at least you acknowledge that you're grateful for their business. The follow-up on this is really important. We find that if if the guest had a positive experience and engaged with you during the stay, they're likely to re- leave you a review. Where we see the bulk of our reviews going really well is on TripAdvisor. So we will send them a TripAdvisor link through text or through email and we'll ask them to leave us a five-star review or just an honest interpretation of what their stay was. If they give us a good review, um, I'm not saying like we force them, but like if, if they give us a good review, we will give them some type of length of stay promo or return guest promo. So if I left a review at the Dwellings or Cougar Ridge or Salt Hotel and Pub in Washington, which is a property that we manage, I would get like a, a 15% off or 20% off, whatever the return guest promo is. This is really great because it ex, uh, instills brand loyalty. So the next time they're headed into the area, they'll be able to remember, oh, we have that 20% off, right? Now that can supersede. If you guys don't have a promo, that's a great thing because if you have a length of stay promo that's like four nights and they only need two, they can rely on that return guest. And so instead of staying at the La Quinta or instead of staying at the Hampton, 
they're going to stay with you because they have that return guest experience and that credit. It's kind of like a flight credit. Uh, like I have a $200 flight credit on United airlines because they screwed up our flight so bad coming back from Hawaii. So the next time I fly, I'm going to shop United first because I know that no matter what I have $200 off there. So to me, that's a giant win. If I can offer someone a percent off as a thank you for giving me a review, especially on TripAdvisor. We talked about this in our last episode with Cody and I, how people are more prone to check TripAdvisor reviews for travel than they would be like a Google or a Yelp review. So I will incentivize them with a percent off. Um, That is all I have for you guys today. Those are your seven tips for enhancing your hotel guest experience. If there's anything else that you guys would like to hear on this podcast, uh, please drop me a line or send me a DM. If you'd like to be on the podcast, we're starting to get some really great guests that are coming on. Um, Just as a sneak peek for you guys, uh, very soon we should have Jeff Lowe. Uh, He is with Stash Hotel Rewards. Um, I think you, I think their website is stash rewards. We'll find out when he actually gets on. Uh, he's the CEO of stash rewards, which is kind of like a Hilton honors or a Marriott Bonvoy program for all independent hotels, which is a really, really cool concept. Uh, we had the pleasure of entertaining them in Southern Utah for a day and showed them some of our properties. So we're really excited to have them on. Uh, and soon, uh, we are in talks this is not a word of a lie. We've mentioned every episode. We are in talks to have Sean Cannell on the podcast. So, uh, we're trading emails right now. So very soon that'll happen. Um, thank you so much for watching the virtual GM podcast. Remember to check us out at the vibrant You can find us on Instagram at the virtual GM podcast. Um, connect with us, comment there, um, send us a DM with questions and we hope to see you again on the next one. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Virtual GM Podcast brought to you by Vibrant Management. We hope you found today's insights valuable and that they'll help you make a real difference at your property. Remember, it's all about creating memorable guest experiences and running a successful hotel. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. Share our podcast with other hotel owners and GMs who could benefit. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Virtual GM Podcast for exclusive content and updates. We appreciate your support. And until next time, keep thriving and stay vibrant.